Remember, the reason it's uncommon for men to ask for directions is because they used to have metal in their foreheads so that they could find Magnetic North. I grew up on the internet, and while I found and studied art and literature from many sources, it's still fair to say my tastes run extremely online. I'm a writer, a mom of internet kids, an English teacher, and a novice internet spelunker. Together with my wife, a novelist, digital and analog game designer, theoretically a physicist, and Twitter provocateur, we are going to read, analyze, and bring to you our favorite internet folklore. We're focusing right now on the SCP Foundation collection of tales and visual art, best, and only truly viewed on the internet. You can find out more at scp-wiki.net. So the deal is, I am reading Olivia weird, spooky stuff from the internet. We're focusing on the SCP Foundation, and I'm going to give her two options. She's going to pick one. I'm going to read it cold for her, and we're going to discuss it as writers. So here's your choices. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. SCP-3023, the title is, And Then It Decided to Become an Angry Spider. Okay. Or SCP-055. And then it's in brackets, unknown. Okay. Well, let's do that one because we did spiders last week. Yes, I was going for a theme, but we'll come back to that one later. Okay. All right. So SCP-055. Now, this is from what they call the Series 1. Okay. Right. These are the oldest of the old SCPs. So some of these are written up to 10 years ago. This is when the site was just figuring out what it was. It was mostly, you know, coming off of 4chan or what have you. So I don't want to dig too much into too many of the series ones because they're, you know, they're the ones that everybody reads on YouTube. They're the ones that everybody has seen. So I want to do some of the newer ones with some of the newer active writers. But this one's so much fun, I decided to throw it in there. All right. That's too much information. Item number SCP-055. Object class Keter. Now, if you'll remember, Keter means it's something that is very difficult for the Foundation to maintain. It's very difficult for them to control and to keep it safe. Okay. Okay. Special containment procedures. Object is kept within a 5 by 5 by 2.5 meter square room constructed of cement, 50 centimeters thickness, with a Faraday cage surrounding the cement wall. Access is via a heavy containment door measured 2 by 2.5 meters constructed on bearings to ensure doors close and lock automatically unless held open deliberately. Security guards are not to be posted outside SCP-055's room. It is further advised that all personnel maintaining or studying other SCP objects in the vicinity try to maintain a distance of at least 50 meters from the geometric center of the room as long as this is reasonably practical. Okay, yeah, that so all that's, sounds reasonable so far. So that's, that's the containment procedure. That's just telling you how they keep it safe. Okay. This is, you know, theoretically the teaser. Anything about this so far has you going, uh, hmm, what? No, I mean, I'm a little curious. Okay. Um, this all sounds solid. Okay, cool, cool. All right, description. SCP-055 is a self-keeping secret or anti-mem. Information about scp 055's physical appearance 
as well as its nature, behavior, and origin is self-classifying. To clarify, bullet point. How Site-19 originally acquired SCP-055 is unknown. When SCP-055 was obtained and by whom is unknown. SCP-055's physical appearance is unknown. It is not indescribable or invisible. Individuals are perfectly capable of entering SCP-055's container and observing it, taking mental notes or written notes, making sketches, taking photos, and even making audio-video recordings. An extensive log of such observations is on file. However, information about SCP-055's physical appearance leaks out of a human mind soon after observation. Okay. Individuals tasked with describing SCP-055 afterwards find their minds wandering and losing interest in the task. Individuals tasked with sketching a copy of a photograph of SCP-055 are unable to remember what the photograph looked like, as are researchers overseeing these tests. Okay. Security personnel who have observed SCP-055 via closed-circuit television cameras emerge after a full shift exhausted and effectively amnesic about the events of the previous hour. Who authored the construction of SCP-055's containment room, why it was constructed in this way, or what purpose of the described containment procedures may be are all unknown. SCP-055's container being easily accessible all personnel at Site-19 claim no knowledge of O55's existence when challenged. Okay? Okay. I, I'm, did, did that mention anything about the, um, the records? Yes. So there are extensive records on file. Well, yeah, I know. It says that there are extensive records on file. But, but as soon as you read about it, the second you stop reading about it, you forget about it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right. All of these facts are periodically rediscovered, usually by chance reading of this file, causing a great deal of alarm. This state of concern lasts minutes at most before the matter is simply forgotten about. A great deal of scientific data has, be has been recorded from SCP-055, but cannot be studied. At least one attempt has been made to destroy SCP-055 or possibly move it from containment at Site-19 to another site, meaning failure for reasons unknown. SCP-055 may present a major physical threat and indeed may have killed hundreds of personnel and we would never know. Certainly it presents a gigantic memetic mental threat, hence its Keter classification. Okay, so that's all the description. Yeah, the, the last part there sort of loses me um, because they engage in a lot of speculation, which I think is just for, like, sensationalism. Mm, okay. Um, it breaks the tone of the rest of it. Right. And, you know, there's room for that in your... Um, there, there's a lot of addendums and stuff where people give their personal opinions. Sure. You know, and that sort of thing. Emails are often, like, put in here or, yeah. you know, private journals or notes or whatever. So there was there's a place for speculation, but... And, you know, they do more of that. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Document 055-1, an analysis of SCP-055. The author puts forward the hypothesis that SCP-055 was never fully acquired by Black Box 
and is in fact an autonomous or remotely controlled agent inserted at Site-19 by an unidentified third party for one of the following purposes. To silently observe or interfere with the activities of Site-19, to silently observe or interfere with the activities of other SCP locations, to silently observe or interfere with the activities of humanity worldwide, to silently observe or interfere with other SCP objects, to silently observe or interfere with black box. No action to counter any of these potential threats is suggested or even, or indeed theoretically possible. Okay, so that's one random document. Another one, Addendum A, and this is, one of the things about these is the visuals of the, of the wiki itself give you an idea of how you're supposed to look at this, whether it's a letter or an email or, you know, an interview. So some of it is a very visual thing. Um, so, you know, don't just listen to us. Go and check out the site, too. Okay, and uh, Dendeme. Hey, uh, is, if this thing is really an anti-mem, why doesn't the fact that it's an anti-mem get wiped? We must be wrong about that somehow. Wait a minute. What if we were to keep notes about what it isn't? Would we remember those? Bartholomew Hughes, NSA. I mm -hmm. don't know why an NSA guy is working for the, the foundation, but whatever. Yeah. Document 055-2. Report by Dr. John uh, Marichek. Survey team, blah. Uh, was successfully able to enter SCP-055's container and ascertain the appearance and, to some degree, the nature of the object. Notes were taken according to the project methodology, see black box, after which the container was sealed again. Excerpt from the transcript of personal debriefing follows. I love this one. Yeah, here we go. Dr. Hughes. Okay, I'm going to need to ask you some questions about number 55 now. Black box. Number what? Dr. Hughes. SCP object 55, the object you just examined. Black box. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think we have a 55. Hughes. Okay, then. Blank. Uh, I'd like you to tell me what you've been doing for the past two hours. Black box. What? I... Subject appears uncomfortable. I don't know. Dr. Hughes. Okay, then. Do you remember that we agreed that it wasn't spherical? Black box. That what wasn't? Oh, oh, right. It isn't round at all. Object 55 isn't round. Dr. Hughes, so you remember it now. Black box. Well, no. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I know there is one. It's something you can't remember, and it's not a sphere. Dr. Hughes, wait a minute. What's not a sphere? Black box. Object 55. Dr. Hughes, object what? Black box. Doc, you've got to remember uh, re agreeing that something wasn't shaped like a sphere. Dr. Hughes, oh, right. Okay? Yeah. Outside of the notes. It appears to be possible to remember what SCP-055 is not, negation of fact, and to repeatedly deduce from its existence those memories. Personnel involved in sur uh, survey bleh, reported moderate levels of disorientation and physical trauma associated with cycles of repeated memory and forgetfulness of SCP-055. However, no long-term behavioral or physical health was physical problems were observed. Health problems were observed, and psych assessment of the survey personnel showed consistent reports of this distress fading over time. Recommendation: It may be worthwhile to post at least one staff member 
capable of remembering the existence of SCP-055 to each critical site. It's, um, this is a weird, it's an interesting idea, Mm -hmm. but it's sort of like, for me, it falls apart pretty quickly Mm -hmm. because of the nature of what they're describing. Okay. It does seem like it would inherently limit the ability to make a report like that Mm. um, because of the fact that you can't really focus on two things at once. Okay. And so in order to make that report, you'd have to be focusing on, you know, the data or the addendas or whatever. And you'd also have to be uh, focused on actually writing the report. Because if it's instantly, if if you're going to instantly drop the topic, sometimes mid conversation, Mm -hmm. then switching from, you know, the document that you're reading or the browser window that you're in and back and forth to the report, you're not going to be able to actually write that report. Mm-hmm. So it does seem weird that it's able to compile, the scientists are able to compile that information. Right. How would they come up to the point where they could even categorize it to begin with if they couldn't? So within the course of the document, we find somebody who comes up with a small solution, which is to document what it isn't. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is also pretty dissonant for me and weird because what it isn't is SCP-055. Um, that's just a label. Right. And if you can give it the ability to negate based on labels, that's theoretically and sort of conceptually dangerous. Right. Because what about the first time that somebody thinks that it's everything? Or documents that it is. Oh, if somebody were to type Maybe in that file, that it's everything. SCP-055 is everything, and then the universe stops existing? Uh, yeah, functionally. <laughs> uh, you know, there are some SCPs that deal with some concepts like that later on, and one of them is really long, and I would love to have you take a part with it, but it's really long. So Yeah, I feel like... I feel like maybe it's not suited very well to the format mm-hmm. uh, because also it's supposed to be an in-world document, right? Right, right, right. And if it's an in-world document, then like your ability to read and parse it is in question. That breaks the immersion. Hmm. So I feel like maybe this isn't the right format for that kind of story. It's a cool idea. I, I love the idea. I feel like it was mostly written to get to the part where you had the guy, the the conversation about what it isn't yeah i like that as an idea but i don't feel like it was explored well enough right it feels like maybe if the whole document had been from beginning to end scp-055 is not a dog scp-055 can't be contained in water you know like if if it were all bits and pieces of information of what it wasn't yeah then we'd get to the point where we could paint a picture or not you know depending on how weird and dissonant those were yeah, well, it also, if it's going to be in this format and it's expected to be an in-world document, then it needs cues at the beginning to help remind the reader um, because you are going to have to have, by the nature of it, you're going to have to have repeat readers. Okay, so give me an idea of what you mean by well, cue. what you're talking about with it's not a dog and stuff, that could be a step to, in the right direction. Okay. Because basically reminding the reader that it's not X, Y, and Z is going to, to remind the reader that they're... Oh, you mean that when you say reader in this case, you're talking about the desk jockey who's going yeah, to come across this yeah, file. Yeah, who's going to come across the file. Because if they've come across it before, which is highly likely... Right, and it's even mentioned in here that they occasionally rediscover that it exists entirely because somebody reads this file, yeah. panics, and then forgets about it's, it. It's like the movie Memento. Yeah, which is a fantastic film. Yeah, so... 
basically it needs um, triggers. It needs cues. Yeah. To remind the reader that this is a weird thing. So you almost want to start off with the it's not a sphere. Correct. Right. Right. Correct. So one of the one of the pieces that's kind of built off of this in a much later series does something similar where it starts off with SCP three zero whatever it is does not exist. Mm. And it builds from there in a beautiful way. Yeah. Well, really, I think that what you need to to consider here, if you're, you know, writing it and Mm -hmm. establishing it and building it, is that, like, one of the things that you could start off with Mm. is establishing how it is not contained. How it is not contained. Mm. Yeah. Because I feel like maybe if... If you're going with the premise that it seems to have established here, if you're talking about its traits in so much as how it can and cannot be contained, then how it can be contained is an identifying feature that's going to trigger that effect. Well, arguably, we don't know that that actually contains it. We just know that's where it is right now. Yes and no. We do know, though, that it has to have x y and z Mm. like it has to have the auto closing door and stuff because basically the moment you turn your back on it you're gonna forget Mm. and so it has to have those those bits of information i don't know why they don't just put it in the lobby (laughs) right like why not have it just out where people can be seeing it at all times like (laughs) well i imagine in the snack room whatever it is yeah well it I think it would also behoove them to have someone on staff at all times right there. It, it says that. It says there's got to be a guard personnel at all times in the room. Oh, in the room. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, I and missed that. The, it said the guards can't be stationed outside of the room mm-hmm. because then they won't see it, so they won't remember why they're guarding it, and I guess they'll just leave and get a coffee. Yeah, and realistically, they need two. Yeah, right, right, because one of them could... Look away. Look away. Cough. Or... It could be a lot of things. Have you have you ever run across the first SCP? No. Okay. All right. It's interesting. I'll, we'll come back to it some other time. Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah, I think that I think that digging into the reality, the sort of scientific reality mm. of something that you forget like that, needs to to be a little bit better explored. Mm. Because right now it's um, it's certainly presenting some cool ideas, but it's not exploring them. Yeah. It's it's only giving them a surface level consideration. Well, a lot of these were also meant to just be like quick drop it on the internet, spooky ideas to get your brain going. And sure. then, you know, the fiction that came out of those or whatever, you know, that was that was the next step. So, you know, a lot of them weren't as polished as they could be. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, good for that, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that if you want to do this now. Uh-huh. That's, yeah, what, yeah, that's yeah. the advice we're saying. We're not picking this apart. We're talking about how you have to evolve past this, just to make yeah. it clear. Well, I think that the best way to address that would really be to, to like consider a day in the life of the person who has to deal with this. Yeah. And oh, man. bringing it to like a very a very specific level, hmm. um, a very low level, and just addressing, you know, what happens, whenever, what happens when you cough. Mm. And like... How strong is it? Is it when you blink? Because clearly that's not a thing. Yeah, no, that's a definitely a different SCP. Yeah. It's lacking a little bit of exploration that could probably make it go very far for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like the fact that it doesn't have that depth is really hurting it. So you would want to see more about how this thing, uh-huh. whatever it is, interacts with human beings and people. Yeah. Right, because a lot of these are really neat ideas on their own, I guess. But that's all they are. 
Yeah, it's just an idea. Right. Well, it's the way that I like to see science fiction, basically, is, mm. is that you take a couple things that are different than the world as we know it, and you ask yourself sort of, how would the world be with these things that are different? You know, how would this change our way of life? Mm-hmm. And then you explore that and you sort of tell stories around that. And this is a great case of how that could work. All right. This is a really good what if question. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't really go into that. It gives you a very surface level of it. Mm -hmm. But I want to see the more day to day. Yeah. Because day to day makes things more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. And, And grounding these things in more realism in the real world that we live in does make them scarier. You know, there's nothing like some of these venture off into like really utterly impossible high fantasy practically levels of of imagination. And that's cool. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, But the ones that are closer to ground to earth, you know, the closer you can dig them into reality, the more mundane everything around them is, the scarier or the more trippy the not mundane part is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and the sort of the day to day stuff, mm-hmm. the the minutia actually does a very good job of rounding out the the nature of a living document. Right. Yeah, that adds it to it. Sure. Because you have to you have to remember that in an office like that, you've got people who have these sort of inane petty thoughts. Like they're thinking yeah. about bathroom breaks. They're yeah. thinking about, you know Oh man, what happens to the guy he goes to the bathroom and then he totally forgets what he was doing? And he gets yelled at by his boss, and neither his boss nor he know why he's getting yelled at. Like, Remember you were supposed to be watching? Watching what? Uh, the thing that's not a sphere. There's a lot of things in the world that aren't a sphere's boss. I feel like that if they have it on constant guard, right. there's got to be a cycle and there has to be overlap. Right. And one cool thing that you could get out of that is a very, very short form sort of training module. Yeah. In a minute to five minutes, right. you should be able to explain to the next person exactly what their job is. Oh, because you have to tell them again every yeah. time. Every time. And you absolutely have to. And you have to explain to the next guy that he has to t- explain to the guy who comes in after him. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And of course, you'd have to, to condense it down to a very short thing. Right. Um, because bathroom breaks. Right. This isn't even This isn't even ships. This is bathroom breaks. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think that that might be really cool. But if you gave that information, which which is fine, um, then it sort of breaks down the premise a little bit Um, Mm. because because you'd have to be able to establish the reality of it. That training module, that explanation has to give information that isn't in this report. Mm. But it would have to be documented. Right. And it could be documented as long as they were doing it live. I I feel like it's fair to say that what we see in the wiki is not necessarily the completeness of the thing. No, 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 you sure. Know, this is just this is just our glimpse, our keyhole look into this universe. Yeah. You know, because there's supposedly pages and pages and pages of information on this. It's just we can't study it because they can't, I guess. Yeah, well, this is a good place where you could use redaction because we were talking about redaction in the last one. We were. And I, I feel like you could do that sort of that little bit of training um, mm. the 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 rote thing that you have to remember and you have to say and you have to basically get the other person to be able to remember and say right because writing it down doesn't necessarily do any good because they'll just forget the card yeah right. and it, well and if they're reading it then they're going to forget the thing that they're supposed to be working on while, <laughs> while they're busy reading yeah it. that's true yeah so 
you'd have to provide that in the report and you could provide it, but you could just redact out all the parts that would be like sort of the, the spoiler um, to the mystery of the story. Mm. Yeah. So, and I mean, it does talk about people having like experiencing slight trauma mm-hmm. from repeated exposures to it and that sort of thing, because not because of it, but because of the like screwiness in your brain of like, why can't I remember what I just did for the last three hours? Yeah. Well, you would also have to, um, you would also have to work that into the um, the training. Right, into the training, into the discussion, into, like, the day-to-day. We checked on Gary the guard because, like, it's starting to get to him. He's been on this job for six months now, and he doesn't know what he does. So, like, yeah, like it's sucking his soul out, frankly. Well, that's, that's what you do. You use, um, you know, you use, in a workplace, you have those posters that talk about labor laws and stuff like that. Right. You would just have to add one of those posters that explains that, you know, you're doing a sleep experiment mm. or something. You'd have to give them a good a good lampshade. Man, I would love to see somebody, like a graphic artist, make the posters for Don't Panic, It's Just 055. Yeah. Like, it's okay that you don't remember the last three days. You know? Yeah, there's a lot... There's a lot that you could do, and this is a good place to explore the sort of reality of workers in an environment that is very alienated. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of divers, deep sea divers, Mm. um, scientists who work in diving bells. Oh, right, because they go down for like six months, right? They can go down. It's usually for like a month at a time. Oh, okay, okay. Um, But still, it's a month at a time that you're in this little diving bell. And you're, yeah, you're stuck there because it, you, in order to avoid decompression, mm. it takes a very long time to go up and down. Ugh. So it's this sort of other reality that you're in mm. and it's, it is, it's very alienating. Yeah. And so this would be a very super alienating experience. Mm. I really want to see that explored. Hmm. I want to see what the, um, the guards union, what their bylaws are like. <laughs> oh, there's no way these people are unionized. <laughs> And if so, it's like a joke union. Wow. The CP employees union. Yeah, I don't think it can happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, there's... Yeah. (laughs) So one of the things that comes up in a lot of these, and we'll we'll probably run into it, I don't remember if it was mentioned in the last one. In the universe, they have something called an amnestic, Mm -hmm. which is a drug that they can give you, and there's certain grades of drug, and it it makes you forget 30 minutes, a couple of days. Sure. Whatever, depending on the gradient and how you react to it. And it's kind of the hand-wavy, you know, we flash a light in your eye and you don't remember that you saw aliens kind of thing. Yeah. But sometimes in the fiction, they use it in very interesting ways. What I find, when I read about that, and when I think about this particular SCP, I always assume, oh no, this is just where they get that drug from. You know, like whatever it is, it produces that drug. Yeah, I can see that. Or it produces the thing you need for that drug. I don't know if it's ever explained anywhere what that stuff is. But like the loss of memory and how that affects a person is is hand-waved in so much of this fiction, which is such a tragedy because it's such a great opportunity for... What does it mean? What do you do when, you know, you had a car accident? And that's what the doctors told you, and that's what the medical reports have. And, but you don't remember anything about the day up to it. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the memories are weird. They don't feel like they're your memories. Because, in fact, you ran into one of these monsters before it was contained. And the Foundation came in with motorcycles and, you know, gave you a shot. And now you can't remember anything correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's such a good human story. 
Yeah. So I guess the, the bottom line here is if you're taking these amazing ideas, and that's what they are, you know, spiders that are a commune or objects that you can't remember what it is, but you can kind of remember what it isn't, whatever it is that you're doing, if you want to really get a good story out of it, then take it and explore how it would affect the mundane and how it would affect people who are otherwise normal. Or not normal. Like, the guard here, he's been trained to deal with SCPs. Yeah. You know, he's got some kind of special training for this job. So he's used to it existing. How do you... What? What is it What does it do to Gary the guard? Yeah. Well, I, I have a... Like, my trick that I like to do whenever I'm doing fiction. Mm. Sometimes, whenever... Because I do a lot of weird fiction, like a lot of urban fantasy and stuff like that. A lot of times, those worlds can feel really, like, unbelievable. But, like, not in a good way unbelievable like they seem it seems like bullshit fiction <laughs> um, you don't want to write bullshit fiction yeah one of the one of the tricks that i, I like to use is um i i like to think about um where do they poop yeah because it's such a mundane thing that everyone does but we don't really talk about much in fiction but like if you consider it sometimes and and that's just a one example but if you consider those little stupid things that we all do that we don't really talk about in epic stories or whatever a lot of times you think oh shit that would be different in this mm. how you establish that will oftentimes have a domino effect and it sort of ripples out and you can come up with all kinds of other neat ideas about it. Well, and we demonstrated that quite clearly when we worried about when the guards go take their bathroom break. Yeah, it literally works very well with this story. Right. But you can extrapolate that to pretty much anything. At any point you can go, okay, well, cool, but like, when does the SCP pee? Or, you know, when do the guards pee? Or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Not literally. It doesn't have to literally be that. But it helps. Yeah, no, it just, it, it, that's, it's a... It's a sort of humorous way to consider it because, you know, every everyone that likes my opinions also likes poop jokes. <laughs> and if you don't like poop jokes, I don't really know why you're listening at all. Anyhow, now that that poop is over with. So last week I told you I was going to pick your brain a little bit about some shorthand to make these documents look more scientific without actually getting a formal degree. Did you get a chance to do any thinking about some shortcuts? Oh, God, not really. <laughs> I haven't Other given than the a, poop thing. No, I haven't given it a lot, a lot of thought. Mm. Um, I think that last time I talked a little bit about the specificity issue. Right. Um, you have to start with the general and move to the specific. Mm -hmm. um, typically, if you start with the specific and move to the general, it reeks of an agenda. So female human is out, human female is in. Correct. Okay. Yeah. It speaks to your priorities a little bit. So, you know, consider the general to the specific. Consider where they poop. <laughs> and um i think that that's that's probably the best advice for that right now mm. like, you know we we can maybe give a different one next time but yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah that's 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 two good pieces of advice right 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 oh uh, do you happen to know because I, I saw this on another podcast type thing when you have the non-scientific name of something in a document and, and the scientific name, which goes first? I don't know if there's any sort of formal ruling on that. Okay, so it would, like it would be Latin names for squirrel, parentheses, brown squirrel, common brown squirrel, or... I, I feel like maybe it would be the other way around. I Like, usually, mm. I, I'm trying to think of, of documents where I've seen that done. Right. But I can't really think of a lot of them. Usually, usually you would use the, the common name the conversational name and then you would put the scientific name in brackets okay parentheses or whatever yeah um, because you only really need to address them once um just so the reader can tell the very specific 
and this is general to specific too, because a lot of times um, the names that you'll use if you're using conversational names are also colloquial, and what some people call one thing is not the same as what other people call one thing. Right, right. Like if we um, call it a brown squirrel, but maybe they don't call it. Somebody else doesn't call it a brown squirrel. Or if you talk to somebody in Ohio, right, and they're talking about a mango, right, then they're probably talking about a bell pepper. No, really, look it up. It's true. Yeah, but if you talk to somebody about a mango, literally anywhere, anywhere else, else in, in the, the world, world <laughs> it's uh, the fruit, a, mon a mango, a mango. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, unless you're in Japan, and then you're going to get slapped in the face. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can look that up if you really want. But <laughs> no, but but that's the thing. Like, if, if somebody says that, it might not be very clear, but then if you give the scientific name for it afterwards one time, then you're all on the same page, and you can use that term as much as you want. So the other, I guess the other way to look at the general to the specific is also the unclear to the more and more clear. Yes. Right? So brown squirrel, that could mean a lot of different things. Latin name and then Latiner name. Latiner name? Yeah, that's how that works. Um, narrows it down to one very specific type of squirrel and you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's probably a good good rule of thumb. Mm, okay. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. We can come back to other stuff like that at some other point. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this one. Um, so that was SCP-055, right? Yeah. 055. I don't know if you say O or zero. Who knows? And that was undefined. Typically, yeah. If if you're talking in science circles, zero five five. Zero five. If you're talking in military circles, it's o five five. Ah, so this is one of those places, and you'll see this come up a lot, where writers can't quite decide if this is a paramilitary organization or if this is a scientific. It's like Star Trek, mm -hmm. right? You guys know about how Star Trek is like military designations, but they're supposed to be sciency, and it's like, ah. Anyhow. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of overlap there in the real world too. Like the Army Corps of Engineers is one of the premier science organizations in the world. Right. And it's definitely an army organization and you ha so you, there's a lot of overlap in that organization and that oftentimes breeds conflict in the way that they report. I feel like the SCP is pro the foundation is probably pretty similar to I the Army Corps, right? All right. Well, okay. So that being said, um, it's a thing. We can't say what it is, but we can definitely say um, what it isn't. And it isn't terrible. <laughs> I think I can't find the name of the writer. This was posted 2010 or About earlier. Eight years ago. Yeah, maybe earlier than that even. I'm just looking at the discussion. And apparently the writer or poster, whomever they are, uh, hasn't been active on the site since 2013. Wow. So, you know, they're long gone. I wish them well. I really enjoyed this piece. I know that it has spawned a lot of really great fiction on the site and elsewhere. Excellent job. Very well done. And for anybody who's listening who's thinking of writing forward, try to keep in mind where everybody poops and how you can expand it to taking a, a really good, juicy idea and then turning it into something really storyful. So that wraps it up. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. SCP-055 was written by QNTM and was released under a Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0 license. You can find more of their excellent work at qntm.org. This podcast and content read within are released Creative Commons Sharealike Attribution 3.0 license. Music is by Abysme with a Creative Commons Attribution license. Links available where posted.